Queen PR, Crystal B, those wrestling girls, TWG, Black Excellence, making it effortless, podcast bringing up women and wrestling, let's go. Hey, boo. Hey, girl. How you feeling? I am good. I'm good. You know us, you know, tired. Tired, busy, work, yeah. overworked, hungry, per usual. Yeah. That part. That Stay part. eating. Stay eating. But we are officially back. Yeah. Officially oh our first episode since the year to rat, I guess. I don't know. Right. But it's a long right. time coming. And we're excited to be here. We're back. We're doing our episode on Carmella. And P, you mentioned on your on your um, fan club on Wednesday that timing is everything for us because yeah. we had this Carmella episode in the queue for like super, super. Oh I think before gosh. last year ended, we had it in the queue. And you were just like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. I'm just like, for some reason, you know me and my feelings, this yes. time is just not right. And now, like, all is good. All of these good things is happening to Carmela. So this is like the most perfect time, perfect time. to do so. Hey, y'all! Thank you for joining. We're live on Twitch. We are live on Twitch. I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, but before we get into the spot, the the Carmela spot, like, you know, you gotta we gotta start this episode right. I didn't do our intro, so we're gonna start this episode right. What's up, everybody? It's your favorite girls. It's those wrestling girls. It's your girl, Krista B. And Queen PR. And we are back officially, like I said earlier, with our episode on Carmella, another spotlight episode that's been long overdue. And we just been, we're just so happy that we're able to cover it now, especially in a time where Carmella is in a much better place than she was before. Um, but before we get into that, y'all know in good to- those wrestling girls fashion, we have to do our check-ins. So, P, how you feeling? I feel really, really, really good. Like it has been a crazy week, but you know, life is one of those things where like everything is like up here and then like other yeah. shit can be like down here. So everything with those wrestling girls have been like, I always put the rocket emoji because things have really been, been things have been growing in ways that I could have like never imagined. So, you know, this new phase of our podcast even is so exciting we've never recorded our podcast live no like so what y'all see right now is what y'all getting because y'all will not be editing this one okay (laughs) (laughs) and it's fun too because you know like it it became one of those things where scheduling it was like we never found the time to like sit and do it and then we got used to like streaming and it was became so fun and then we were able to become affiliates so it was like, why not kind of combine our new like streaming world with our podcast and then have basically our uh, community a part of the episodes? Right. Right. I agree with that. And I love the fact that we have this platform to do so. Um, and I'm just excited, especially because like we're officially Twitch affiliates. Yo. Welcome coming. Shout out to, um, to Crispa because she's literally been like, when are y'all getting on Twitch? Like, <laughs> she was like, me like, P, I love you. 
Right. But you guys really need to get right. on this. Like, it's such a huge opportunity. And we are finally here. So thank you to Christina. Thank you to everyone a part of our that's a part of our Twitch streaming family, Brian H. Waters, um, Sandal, Justin. Uh, like you guys, Christina, of course, have made this like so much easier and so much fun. And everyone that joins us every single week, everyone that's joining us now, we thank you. Um, speaking of being out there, we were on A and E this past we weekend. Were this past weekend, oh my gosh! Like, so since we didn't record the Patreon about the experience, should we just share how that yeah. even fucking came to be? Yeah. <laughs> so we were at Raw twenty Raw. I always say Raw twenty five because we was there too, but it wasn't that. We was at Raw. And it was the twenty fifth anniversary of Degeneration X, mm -hmm. and and afterwards, I remember I was talking to, it was me, Shoemaker, you, when I say Shoemaker, I mean David Shoemaker, so shout out to David Shoemaker, Brian oh, A. Waters, shout out to him. And I believe I was looking for my friend Janae, and her boyfriend was there. We was looking for each other, and I had on, if, if you guys seen, I had on a China DX shirt. Mm -hmm. Super so, cute with the green sweater, by the way. You know, I mean, like But, um... Yeah, so in the midst of us having these conversations, this guy just kept like circling and swarming and circling like it was feeding time at the zoo or something. I'm just like, <laughs> so you know me, the Brooklyn in me was about to come out like, can I help can you? I help you? <laughs> can I? Is do I know Excuse you? Me. But however, he walked up and was like, "Hey, are you a China fan? Are you a DX fan?" And no, I'm not a China fan or DX fan. I have a China. And you had the six. And, and I had the China glow. And I had the DX glow six. No, I'm just here for the aesthetics of it. Yes, I'm <laughs> here for the right person. Yeah. So what happened was, I ended up walking away from Pete and Brian and David Shoemaker, and Brian had peeped that I was gone. And out the corner of my eye, I see P and Brian like walking back towards where I was at. And they were the producer. Come to find he was a producer. The the guy was a producer for, you know, the National Treasure Show. And they were already interviewing somebody else. So P was just like, oh, what's going on? I said, oh, they're going to interview for um, National Treasure WWE event or whatever. And P was like, okay, per usual self. Okay, I'm gonna just stand here and watch. I said, no, can we get her a waiver form too, please? <laughs> Yo, seriously. So funny story, and I don't even know if you know this part. So when you had walked off with the producer, uh, you know, we were just talking, and and Brian was actually like, go, like go, and then I saw, I was like, fuck it, I'm going. Because my thing was like, okay, like I don't have a DX shirt on. Like, there's a reason they chose Krista. And he was like, wait, y'all are those wrestling girls. Like, and I was like, okay. So we ran up and that's when you were your usual stuff was like, bitch, get a waiver form, hold our bags. <laughs> we are both doing this. So I am like so fucking nervous while they're finishing up another interview. And I'm just like, am I really about to do this? What am I going to say? Then my mind goes blank, of course. So luckily I could always lean on you. Cause I was like, okay, I know Chris is going to take the lead. And I'm going to just, you know, chime in. Then I was thinking, like, as you were talking, and I was so nervous, like, I was shaking. Like, I don't know if it's, like, seen. And I was, like, just thinking, okay, like, you watch a lot of these. What do you think, what do you always hear? Like, what kind of sound bites do you always hear in these? Right. 
hmm, okay. Yeah. So I thought about it and I don't even remember what I said. I think like Brian was like, what did you say? I was like, I don't remember. Like it all kind of happened so fast. And that was like last fall. I kind of low key forgot about it. Like we got right. the behind the scenes shots, and you were like, "Don't post them yet," because you know if you want to post everything. You was like, "Don't post them yet. We don't know what's gonna happen with them." And I was like, "That's true," and you know we can always bank them for like later on. Low key forgot about them, and then they hit us up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the producer was like, yo, I think y'all should watch Hidden Treasures this Sunday. Mind you, this is not a show I particularly watch, you know, not for any particular reason. Um, And I was like, "Mm, okay. And then uh, Kristen texted me like, yo, I'm kind of nervous. Like, like, because we didn't want to watch it and be like disappointed. So I was, uh, and then Chris B was like, I'm a, I, I was actually in the middle of texting you, like, let's wait and like, see like if people on social media like hit us up and then you were like fuck it i'm gonna watch i was like okay okay i'm gonna watch it too <laughs> i'm gonna watch it because i literally was at my um my friend's son's i was at his birthday party and everybody was everything after everything was said and done and over with and everything i was like all right yeah i'm leaving i gotta go watch myself on tv it was like huh and i was like yeah you know we recorded something back in october and i don't know if it's gonna be up there but if it is Keisha, you know Kishana, send it to me oh, if it's there and i'm like yeah no sure no problem um and I text him I'm like I'm home but I'm I, I'm watching it but I said I don't, like I said I don't know if I'll be up here but if I'm up here then I send it to you and then I'm literally playing I got addicted to bingo the, the bingo ads <laughs> on my phone got me <laughs> they really got you they got me so I was over here watching it as I'm playing the game and I see like they started showing like Barclays and I said right, let me get ready as I'm trying to look through, through my phone all I hear is if you're not down with that Oh my god! And I have to look up, but I'm like, oh my god, that's Cha Cha. For those of you who don't know, Cha Cha's my cousin. He's been riding with me, riding with us. He's the best. And I'm like, oh my god! So I caught that very end. So if you guys go back and watch the episode, he is wearing the green and black DX jacket. Yep, literally. And I'm like, it's so crazy how they put him right in front of us. I know that was the best. Like, oh, like that was the best. Like, I was like, I'm more happy for cha-cha right now because yeah. of the fact like you know we've been blessed enough to do a lot with wwe but like the fact that he's been a lifelong fan he comes to all the shows with us he's the livest like who y'all see on that's who he is on every like every second he's in an arena during a show that is who cha-cha is so the really? fact that he was sure. able to make it uh, that that made it like 10 times better honestly for sure i definitely agree i was like and this isn't our first time being, I remember when I got SummerSlam, I think 2017. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was SummerSlam 2017. We was, Cha-Cha bought us tickets on the floor right next to the ramp. Oh and this is God. when, this is when the announce table was right above that floor area. So mm-hmm. it was a part where it was like, I think it was Michael Cole, Booker T, and I think Jerry the King Lawler. And the camera was facing him. So I'm looking and I'm like, we're not going to end up on TV. Like, we're not going to end up. But you see me. Like, when he, when he called me, like, yo, we made it. We made it on TV, baby. We made it. I have to look back. And you see me, like, pointing. Like, oh, my, oh that is me. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, Cha-Cha, when I say that, of course, that's my cousin. Like, we love him over here. Yes, we, we love Cha-Cha over here. And thank you for everybody that shouted us out on social and uh, the tweet definitely um, went viral. But we've also been meeting a lot of other people in in the social world, which I have. So Krista has been booking us and keeping us busy. 
you see how yeah. I like reworked that. So, which I have been loving. So, uh, you connected us with Pablo the Don recently. Yes, I did. So, Pablo the Don is a social media influencer I came across on TikTok in the midst of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, and I've been watching their videos and everything like that. And I'm like, yo, I like them. They're funny. They're hilarious. hilarious. They give out different aspects and point of views on things that's going on in the world. And then when we came back from WrestleMania, like I said, like I've said plenty of times before, my my TikTok has been full of wrestling stuff, and I'm like, yo. And then I seen that Pablo the Don posted about WrestleMania, the roster WrestleMania 39, and I'm like, oh, we all got the same sentiments, yeah, <laughs> right now, yeah. Pablo the Don was a guest on our show, which will be dropping very, very soon. Yay. It's amazing. And we also, while we was in LA, we also got to meet the podcast or some of the podcast members of Restings. Yes. Oh, love them. He was just like, did you meet them? They have British accents. Did you meet them? <laughs> like, yes. Because wow. I recently came across their Instagram. I think Jabberteers posted them. And I was like, who? Because anytime I see like a black wrestling collective, I'm just like, who? especially we don't know them at this point right so i was like oh wait and then i see i heard them talking talking in the back of me at the at mimi's panel and i was like rustings and it was like those wrestling i was like oh my god i was like i didn't know where you were at the time i think you were like outside on the phone i was outside on the work but you were recording yeah you're recording I think and um and I was like oh my god like I love you and it's so cute with their accents and everything and I love the quality of their podcast I was just like yo we got to do something with them yeah and um and we were on live with them so we're gonna release that as an episode at some point as well and that was so good because we got to see kind of how the black wrestling community is out there in London and how they're basically like us and Jabber Tears kind of like out there and we got connected with even more British wrestling podcasts, black British wrestling podcasts. I want to emphasize that. Um, so we're going to be doing a lot more with them too. So I really love like where the brand is going and how we're expanding and how we're really just like, owning our shit. right. We're stepping into our light. We're owning our shit. We're building more tables for everyone, you know, that looks like us in this wrestling shit. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, so we had to postpone Thursday Thursday. Um, yeah. life was just life in. Like was, I had, we had to postpone crazy week. Yeah, it was a really crazy and heavy week. Life was life in. Postpone Thursday Thursday. But the upside, because last if it was if Thursday Thursday would have happened this week, I unfortunately would not have been on it. Which I was at a work event. But this week, however, it's moved to the 18th this yes. upcoming thursday yes. and we'll be on here yay yo thirsty thursday is not the same with well those listening girls period anything is not the same without you but especially thirsty thursday because no, you're I definitely like, a star no 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 i feel like when it's thirsty thursday it's all about you mama because <laughs> <What? there> are- <laughs> When you get a little, we need to find a good word. Oh Justin, God. I hope you're watching. So when I say this word, you can put it in the notes. <laughs> we need to find a good word that's going to just describe. Oh, God. Like well, when I'm going to be sober. This when you're not the DD, word. when you're not the DD of the, the stream, <laughs> you, you say something. I'm going to be like, oh, oh, Justin's here. Oh, like, Justin's oh, going to put it in the oh, notes. Justin's going to put it in the notes. Oh my so God. when he is not the DD, 
Maybe we should come up with a word in the group chat, y'all. Let let us think of a word, put it in the group chat so that we can all use when we're feeling that. So, for example, when me and my friends were younger in our 20s, um, and we would get really, really drunk, <laughs> like really, really drunk, our word would be coherent. Like, yo, we're mad coherent. Like, we were mad coherent that night. Because one, we knew mm, we didn't I love that. I so love that. Know, so we need to find a word specifically <laughs> for the group chat that we can use on Thirsty Thursday so mm. people understand the level of drunkenness. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say drunkenness because one, we're in our 30s and we can't bounce back like we used no, to. I try not to get drunk. <laughs> so the level of niceness that we are on. But so once that word is used and thrown out there, it's like okay. The niceness just tipped the meter. And <laughs> so we need to find a word. Let's put it, let's brainstorm, put it in the group chat. Okay. Blizzard, drunk slurring, and a vibe on a thousand. Yes, I like that. Mm, slizzard. So when you're a little slizzard. <laughs> when you're a little bit slizzard, baby, you, I just find everything. You just be like, okay, let's just go to the text message or the WhatsApp. So we're going we're gonna to talk about this. We're going to have to. <laughs> about this because me i feel like i can be like this whether i'm sober or not because that's just my personality you you're more of 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 the baby face so you're more reserved oh my god uh, you're more reserved so when you get slizzard you're <laughs> this word is gonna crack me up this every is gonna be hilarious y'all gotta come to thirsty thursday so you can see what chris and me and i are talking about because it's always a vibe for sure and we have a special guest on thursday we do so phil from grapsity fightful um he does a lot of different things he's going to be joining us as our special guest but hopefully have you know some pop-ins you know how that go from our you know fam but yeah, so we'll be joined by Phil. So come grab a drink, water, coffee, whatever the fuck you want to drink. I'm going to actually be hydrating next Thursday, Thursday. I'm so, drinking coffee right now. And I'll probably be drinking coffee then too. I don't know. Yeah, Maybe coffee will be But Maybe please bring, bring the shenanigans because there's always shenanigans on Thursday. Of course, we got fan club on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, I was supposed to go to poll out about what the next topic is going to be. So stay tuned for that. But that's always fun. And then we Chris have Ronald Friday. Yay. Friday, but stay tuned because I still have two. We have two um, sound offs dropping on Patreon. Between today and tomorrow. Love it. Would and like subscribe to our Patreon. Like it's a dollar a month. You, there's still exclusive content on there that we have not dropped. And it really does support, you know, the little things that we want to do. Hey, Dre um so yes make sure you support so we're going to be getting into carmella so i've always wanted to do an episode on carmella for a while and like krista b mentioned it's all about timing and i think this is the perfect time to look back on carmella's career so you guys are part of our episodes now so put in the comments some of your favorite carmella moments your favorite carmella matches what makes Carmella, you know, someone we should do a spotlight on? Why is she underrated? We'll get into all of that. All so the we, good stuff. All the good stuff. Um, so we'll take a quick break. And then we will be back. 
Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Krista B., one half of those wrestling girls, and we hope that you're enjoying this current episode that we have for you. You know I had to come in here and interject and plug ourselves real quick. We want to tell you about our merch exclusively on foryourwear.com. That's right. For Your Wear has all the those wrestling girls merch that you want and need, not only for yourself, but for your friends, your family, and your loved ones. We have t-shirts. We have hoodies. We have tank tops. So please go over to foryourwear.com to make sure you get those exclusive merch, those exclusive deals, and tell them that TWG sent you. video thank you it was some good makeup on foundation because right now my face is not cooperating with me it's the weather it sucks i hate it it really is the weather because i feel the same exact way i hate it but i'm like i'm trying to do this makeup free thing so i won't fall my pores or whatever so i have to you know be all out in my my thank you and i feel like my eyebrows are literally helping the situation oh my god their their eyebrows they think thing i love them like i have to i have to stop going monthly to get them threaded and go every two weeks i won't be in a chair fighting for my life but that's neither here nor there they're doing what they're doing so you get threaded that is a i gotta give it to you because that shit is painful see okay so the first time i ever got my eyebrows threaded the lady cut me and i never went again and then i got yeah she cut me i was upset i'm like and then I started to get a wax. You know, you go to nail salon, you get your eyebrows waxed or whatever. But the lady messed up my eyebrows. Ugh. So one, it, it didn't grow back as properly, whatever. So I'm like, you know what? Let me go back, get them threaded. Got them threaded. Found a woman who like slays my eyebrows in her shop clothes. I'm like, what, what are you doing? So I found somebody else who slays my eyebrows. And the eyebrows closes. Great. I'm going to just have to like, Go to India or something at this point because. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! All right, so I know why I wanted to do an episode on Carmella, but why do you think now is the time to do it on her? And a couple years has passed since we really wanted to spotlight her. What are your overall thoughts on her now? One, I feel like she's happier. I feel like she has been getting more shine than before because there's been times like I can recall two instances where social media dragged, well, three, social media dragged Carmella for no reason at all. First one, first and second one is kind of the same. I think it was during two invasions when I, I remember the vi- the vivid one when Bianca Belair was over here whipping ass and Carmella was yeah, sitting there like yo I think it was Dana Brooke I was Dana like Brooke, Ooh, yeah. why you did that to Dana <laughs> and then the second one was another invasion like Carmella was just like sitting there on the sideline not really doing anything but just selling the fact as if mm. she's hurt girl you could have got up mm. And then the third one was, and it, it got, it was a little bit personal, was when, when Corey Graves was going through his divorce with his mm-hmm. first wife, and everybody was calling Carmella a homewrecker, and this, that, and third, and, you know, she was catching so much flack for it, and I hate that that always falls on the woman. Right, right. Always. Like, they never get to know the full story. They don't try to put the blame on the onus on the man, but 
it's always on a woman, but for Carmela like to stand her ground and not to really let social media get too much in, involved in the way of her life right. and for her to like just skyrocket to where she is now. I was like, all right. Cause you know me, I was kind of like, eh, she don't really, but not for me, but because you want to, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's really our conversations all the time, right. y'all. I promise. Uh, no, it's true. Like I always, I was like Carmela. I always thought she was underrated, and I always appreciated how like much of a personality she was. And like that was that's that part of being like a WWE superstar that like not everybody has. Yeah, you know, you could be a really good wrestler. You can, you know, know all the skills, but to really be able to pop on TV the way that Carmela does. And even if it's a strong reaction in a disliking way or a liking way, like she makes an impact. So I always kind of follow her. You know, she's a dancer. I, I love when women come in like with other skills. Like she was a um, a Laker uh, girl, right? Laker girl, yeah. She was. She danced for the New England Patriots. Like so, she was like you know out here. She had a career. Like she was very driven from the very beginning. She was a model, and a lot of people probably know better now but her father was a wrestler yeah father was a wrestler i never knew that like i don't it's weird not weird no no, no. sometimes it's, uh, for me it's just i get i'd be taken aback in the sense like mm -hmm. oh you come from wrestling you know right. like because when you see the females the only female you can really think about that comes from wrestling is natty mm -hmm. is um, tamina charlotte um, charlotte um, who actually had the, those footprints in wrestling? They're all of their fathers were wrestlers, are wrestlers. Mm -hmm. um, so when you think of Carmella, who when she came to WWE did not associate, they did not associate her dad with her whatsoever, mm -hmm. and then it's like a shell shock. Like, oh, you, you, uh, you, you came from wrestling, so yeah. you know. But there's also a good thing too because it it helps break that stigma like all right you came from wrestling so you should let already her, know how to do this so let her yeah. like learn on her own yeah and then her dad wasn't like a big wrestler like she has said on like he was pretty much a, a jobber in the 80s and 90s but you know yeah a, a few tv matches every now and again i do think it's crazy ramon's first match was against um her dad Oh thanks wow! For the, thanks for the tip, Brian. Look at that! Look at that! Look at him knowing stuff. You know, um, <laughs> start with him, please, please do not start with him today. It's a good day. Hey Mike. Hey Mike. Hey Mike. This is like really fun because then, like, we can get all of these little tidbits uh, about the people that we're covering. But so she signed to WWE in 2013. So funny story. She was on. Um, she could have been in Tough Enough over the years, but she decided to continue dancing for a little bit. You know, and who is going to pass over the opportunity to be a Laker girl? I mean, she did it for one season, but I mean, I would take that <laughs> opportunity. It beats being outside in the wintertime at a football game. Okay. That part. That inside part. arena, outside freezing my balls off. Um, that part. <laughs> So I, I wasn't watching NXT a lot at the time. And of course, like those years, you hear about just kind of the standouts. Do you remember when she was in NXT or anything about her in NXT? Girl, I was 23 years old, living my best party life. Wrestling was only a thing to me when The Rock showed up. I didn't know what, and first of all, no lie, and please don't come for me on this. 
when they first announced NXT, I'm like, what the hell is next? What the I hell? always said next. I always said next. Like when I would see it like on the network and shit, I'll be like, okay, like what, what is this? And then I was, I was like, oh, NXT. Mm. And I was like, oh, and then when I started to go to like live events and everybody from NXT would go, I remember, I'll never forget, Neville came out. And the girl mm. literally could have busted my eardrum. Oh my god! That, well. little, that one little NXT fan in the crowd. Yeah, she was like, yeah. like literally. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So maybe NXT is something I should be watching. I mean, it never happened, but until like later on. But I can't sit here and speak on her NXT career because I've never really watched NXT at all. Right. I do I do know that she was Enzo and Cass's manager because she had a relationship with Big Cass. Mm-hmm. That I do know. And then that turned into something Oof. else. But I remember that. And I'm glad uh, Ryan mentioned that she outshined them because... So at one point, Enzo and Cass were, for some reason, like, over... And, like, people Ooh, fucked with them. Me. Bless you. Thank like, you. people, like, really fucked with them. And then Carmella, you could see, like, she was so much more than their manager mm-hmm. like you can see if i was somebody backstage i'll be like okay she's somebody that might need to be out on her own because she doesn't necessarily need to be behind them especially because they, they had an act that kind of like really didn't need carmella they um, did like it was like why like enzo and him enzo by himself was so charismatic so why put a manager there but then you like i said being that Cass and carmella were in a relationship it just kind of made sense. But mm-hmm. Enzo, I feel like if you literally would have taken Big Cass out the situation and had Enzo and Carmella, that could have been a whole faction in itself. You know, like, I feel like a ball was kind of dropped there in that situation. And then, totally. um, but yeah, like, I, I ain't gonna hold you. I miss seeing Enzo and Cass. They were, Enzo, like you said, like, he knew, he was charismatic. He knew how to and like the crowd and that's what it's really all about one thing he said in an interview recently in like the last five years let's say is that um Liv Morgan was the one that was supposed to have Carmela's original like Princess of Staten Island gimmick because Carmela is not from Staten Island she's from Massachusetts I but mean, Liv Morgan's from Jersey yeah but it's more east it's, it's more east coast New York you know like it's more and I guess Liv Morgan more has that personality naturally than sort of the gimmick one that Carmela has. So there was always that. But Carmela was able to take that and run with it even before she went to the main roster. She did challenge for the NXT championship when Bailey was champion. She was featured a little bit. But everyone talks about when she was drafted because she's one of those people who nobody really saw going to the main roster yet. She didn't really do too much in NXT, but she was the last draft pick for SmackDown mm-hmm. in 2016. And I vaguely remember that draft because it was a little bit when I was starting to kind of get back into it. But did you remember her coming up to SmackDown at first? Like, how did you feel about that? Hold on, I'm trying to... Okay, because it was an interesting time. Like it was definitely an interesting time. Like, because I was watching wrestling at that time because mm-hmm. the women's evolution, I guess, kind of just started. Yeah, because yeah, it was 2015 when all of them, when the three of the four horsewomen got called up. So I was watching, but it's just certain things that stick out to me, and that's not one of them, unfortunately. 
Um, I do remember the draft. I do remember her being called up. But at the same time, I'm just like, again, I've never really seen this girl in action. But other people were cheering and be like, oh, okay, or in shock. So I'm just like, let me give her a try. You know, I'm going to give her a try. I'm going to um, see what she brings to the women's division. Because at this point, I'm just like, if you got Sasha, Becky, uh, Charlotte, uh, doing shit that we've never seen women do in WWE, and they coming from NXT for Carmella to be called up. She's doing something right in the WWE and NXT for her to be called. So I'm like, let me let me see what she has. Let me see what she got. But of course, when she get called, when she gets called up, you barely like they, I feel like they underutilized her. Right. So it's just like, okay, they got called up for what? Because she's pretty. Because she's a blonde. Because you know she wears Jordans. <laughs> I'm glad you brought up uh, Jordan because that's one thing I always liked about Carmella was I always look forward to like what sneakers that she was going to be wearing. Yeah, because you're a Jordan head. Like, yeah, and she was a ones like with even um, Nikki Bella. I was like, the ones, I was like, yo, this is so exciting. Like, this is cool. Like, because then is that one more into WWE's credit? It's like that one extra thing to make it more relatable to other people because like for me that was just one more element where it's like okay i like their gear i love that they're mixing it up because even as a kid i like that aspect of things like trish like her boots like i remember like those fashion moments like as a woman like i'm like yo i i love those i, I look forward to that kind of i wonder thing. if jordan gets paid for every time a wrestler wears his sneakers on tv or do they make them so that they're wrestling like so that they can wrestle in them, or are they just regular sneakers? Like I always wonder that. Regular sneakers because Roman wears the ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I mean clearly, duh. But um, I feel like like they're just. I mean, if you could play ball in them, you can wrestle in them. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I could tell, I could totally see that. But in, in 2016, she you know she was involved in SummerSlam. She was involved in, in Backlash. And then, you know, she contended for the championship. But you could tell that she was still a little, like, greener than the rest of the girls for sure during this time, I think. Even when she was, like, on Team SmackDown at Survivor Series. Like, you could still, you know, still see she had work to do. But one thing I think, like, people don't talk about a lot is her feud with Nikki Bella. Oh, my gosh. Girl. Girl. This. Can we talk about it? Can we talk about it? Because Nikki... Nikki's coming back from injury mm-hmm. at this point, okay? And Nikki is my girl, okay? Like, she literally joined. Look how good she looks, yo. Right? They both right? look good, but I just have to take a second and it's appreciate it. for me. It it's is like, She's giving, like, I'm about to beat your ass like Layla Ali will beat your ass. Yo, for real. She's giving. Come on. Shout out to Nikki Bella, aka Nikki Garcia. Yeah. Because you slay, sis. You slay. And mind you, this is the first time we we actually got to see a glimpse of Nikki without Bria in her corner yep. on yep. her side and WWE at all because Brie had left. She retired to go start her family. So Nikki was like, I still want to do this wrestling shit. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. I still have more left to do. Mm-hmm. And, and this was right after all the girls came up and the women's, like, like you said, and the skill and what I like about Nikki is she trained harder. She was like, okay, 
Sasha and them came up. They're bringing it harder. I'm going to bring it harder. And then for Carmella's sake, being able to get this rub of working with Nikki Bella this early on in her main roster, I think did wonders. And I got to also just shout out Nikki Bella too, just for kind of putting Carmella over in a sense. Yeah. Because I think yeah. this made people pay attention. And something about them paired together just works. Like, I can't put my... Like, they, to me, are, like, the perfect rivals, in a sense. I Like, I wish we got... Because it's not the whole, like, Mean Girl Bella Twins feud. It's, like, Nikki Bella as an individual versus Carmella. And I was talking to someone, like, recently, and I was like, yo, imagine Nikki Bella versus Carmella now, like just how oh, much she's grown on the mic and in the ring. Like, this is a, a rivalry I would have loved to have revisited and looked at in the same way as, like, a Trish and Lita or a Sasha Bailey because it was good. It was really good. It was really good. You got a chance to see who Carmella is without any, without her having to manage anybody, without her being in the shadows. Like, you got to see her step out of her box a little bit. Mm-hmm. And to pair her with Nikki Bella, like you said, it was like the most perfect, it's the most perfect pairing that you could do. It's like a good wine and cheese. Like, you know, it's really, once you pair them together, it's like, you don't want to taste anything else. You don't want to (laughs) want this, you want this. And we're going to keep asking for this until you deliver it how we want it. And they delivered, of course, you know, I believe, um, Carmella said some things about John Cena because you know mm-hmm. Nikki was dating John Cena at the time, and you know we did. Nikki was just like, you know, gonna be saying talking about my man, bitch. No, I don't know why everybody's after the men because the whole <sighs> Maurice thing. I love right. Maurice. You want to talk about my man? I'm gonna break you, bitch. I'm like, oh. Yeah, I'm like, oh god, oh god. Which one of your black friends you was with, girl? Which one of them? Because. I feel that. <laughs> Not that, because child. Let me, never mind. But no, that was that was a that was a really great feud, and I feel like if it we was. were to revisit it or we was to restart it now for whatever reason, the Garcia twins come back to WWE, and you know, once Carmella is good, come clear to wrestle again after you know mm-hmm. she gets birth and things like that. Um, I would love to see that happen again because they're in two they're in two different mind spaces right spaces now. They're two completely different people than who they were in 2016. Hell, they're probably two completely different people now five, from five seconds ago. <laughs> no, seriously. They've um, been through a lot. We watched them grow up, really. We did. And I've, oh, I remember listening to Carmella being on their podcast. And they talking about how people thought they had real life heat backstage yep. everything that was going on and she was just like no like That's these people know that they're doing a good job of selling right. the story of even people backstage are like do y'all really just like each other because y'all saying and, and and that type of fire to go into like a no dq match where like that photo where they're beating the shit out of each other with kendo sticks that match is so underrated no i need to rewatch that <laughs> it's good i rewatched it recently when I say recent, I could be in like in the last like six months. And I was, and I was like, I re- always like this feud. Oh, the, the uh, behind the scenes attacks on talking smack. Like they maximized that feud to the best of their ability during a time where they were showing more of the women and Nikki Bella came in and put Carmella over. So I think this is one of Carmella's best feuds um, to date. And I think it definitely put her on the map. I don't think she's had another one 
as great to a greater magnitude than that <sighs> one. Than that yeah, one that, like one that you said where it's just like, it just fits. Like, it, it just is like, you know, and, and, and I think Carmela her character work is good enough where you can kind of kind of like the Miz where you can just insert it in like kind of any feud can we like, not compare her to the Miz thanks oh well I I say that in a compliment where you can really fit the Miz's like character into anything where like a celebrity's coming on like okay throw them in with the Miz like Carmella could do kind of like that same thing um but the feud with Nikki Bella like really just it just fit and they both like brought it do you um, know what just popped into my head? See, I'll be having these brain blasts. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why. Just to get the notes ready. Get the uh, notes ready. But when you was talking about her feud with Nikki Bella and something that could be, she could have another one with something of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. Why not let her feud against Bianca Belair? Now, it does not have to be for the championship belt because we know Bianca is bound to lose this belt somewhere or another, somewhere down the line. So we know that. But if we bring back a heel Bianca, a new and improved heel Bianca, and when Carmella comes back, she is a baby face. Mm. And these two start a rivalry that's super fucking epic. Right. And it's just like, you'll have to wait like three, four, five, six months down the line, uh, down the line until it's concluded. Something like they did with Sasha and Charlotte. That would be good because the last time they feuded, uh, Carmella was the heel and Bianca was the baby face. It was like a really short-lived feud. It was. It really was. And I think... See, that's an interesting thing because I don't see Carmella as a baby face. Now, so I think because like everything she's been going through personally, we are like all rooting for her, right? So it could, like, who knows? It could work. It could be one of those things where Carmella is that good where she's like now a baby. Like, look at Zaylina Vega. She, you know, shout out to her. I got her rocking her shirt. That's so cute. Shout out to 500 level. Yeah, I think... That could possibly be good. Oh, Carmella versus Rhea. So would Carmella be a baby face in this instance? Because that's yeah. interesting. I don't know if I could see actually be I don't know if I could see Carmella and Rhea yet. Yes. Mm. I'm saying that it can't happen. I feel like Carmella Rhea could be that stepping stone that Carmella kinda of get kinda of get rid of mm. um, before she gets to Bianca. But um I don't know if she can I don't know if I can personally see her against Ray Ripley yet. Okay. Okay. I am curious. Yeah. I am curious to see where she ends up kind of come when she comes back, where she's going to fit because of the fact that we're all kind of rooting for her now. So she would have to do something kind of, and we'll be happy that she's back. So she would have to do something like come back and like attack Bianca Belair or whatever. Someone, something that'll make us like instantly um, boo her. So speaking right. of being instantly booed, after she feuded with Nikki, she was doing a little bit of stuff here or there, but she ended up teaming up with James Ellsworth. So, hold on, let me... <laughs> so I don't want to talk about him too much, but they were on screen. Uh, they were on screen partnership for a long time, especially during when she really started to get into her heel shit. Mm-hmm. And that he would help her win matches and like all that. Then they announced the women's money. Mm-hmm. How did you feel when they announced 
first of all, that the women were getting that. Because this is before they got a Royal Rumble. They were also getting other things. Like, they were getting Hell in a Cell and all that kind of stuff. But Money in the Bank is a very popular special match in WWE. How did you feel when they announced that the women were getting one? One, anything that they announced for the women that the men have, I'm going to be like, yes. Finally, about you know the women finna kill it because anything we can, anything y'all could do, we could do better. Yes, and they show out. Period. And then they announced the contestants, which we're all here for. Um, and then like James Ellsworth is here, like forward. Mm-hmm. Like I remember watching that match, and it was a good match. It was a good match. Please go back and watch the first women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Like who else was in it? Um, a lot of other people were in it. Right. I'm mixing up the one. I mix up the one in my head that they did at the um the office. Yeah. Oh, so it was Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Tamina, and Carmella. It's just so weird to hear so that. She all of them, all those names I just mentioned. Right. I'm like, it's just it's so weird to hear that Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch was in the Money in the Bank match. Right. Like, and didn't win or anything. And did not win. Yeah. Like, yep. Hmm. So Carmella ended up winning. Uh, Ellsworth ended up helping her win. And this was the first time that I saw something like that I cared about at least blow up on wrestling Twitter. Cause I had just started getting back into wrestling Twitter. I was super excited about the women's money in the bank ladder match. So I remember, I don't know if I watched it live or I went back and watched it. Cause I saw Carmella was trending and I was fucking irate. I was like, how are they going to have the first women's money in the bank ladder match? And, and a man like is involved and mm-hmm. actually kind of won it. Like he actually went, and climbed up the ladder and took it and dropped it to her. And that's how she ends up winning the first women's money in the bank ladder match. And I remember Twitter going crazy. I was angry. And then Daniel Bryan, who was the SmackDown general manager at the time, basically said, um, on SmackDown, we're going to have a redo, basically. So they they were going to have another Money in the Bank ladder match on SmackDown to, to see who was going to win. So that's the first SmackDown I watched live in years, like years, 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 because I needed to know how the fuck that was going to end because I was like, this cannot be the case. So they ended up doing the, the match again. Um, she ends up climbing herself and getting the briefcase the second time around okay. with his help which is goes with the character so like him interfering and helping i understood it was the fact that he was actually the one to climb the ladder and that I, yeah so they changed the finish a little bit but she still ended up winning and when she won the briefcase one of the things that she always said was i won money in the bank briefcase twice because she did win it twice and it just went with her heel character and she made history carrying this briefcase she did. And it, I like the fact that she kept teasing. Yes. Opportunity came up. So fucking good and she kept funny. teasing. She kept like, am I going to? Or she'll run to the ring and be like, ah, no. Ah. no. <laughs> so good. So, um, so good. I do like the fact that she was able to make that a part of her her gimmick and her, yeah. her staple and everything like that. And then when she finally cashed in, did she cash in on Naomi? No, she cashed in on Charlotte. So she held it for, right. uh, I think, 284 days, uh, which is the longest that anyone has 
87, 287 days. That was the longest a woman has held it. And I, this is why I always say I think Heels should carry the briefcase or Uber baby faces because she was able to tease us every week and it made us hate her more. And she threw it in your face. Uh, every chance she got, she it was a part of her gimmick, and she entered the first women's Royal Rumble with her briefcase. With her briefcase, and Vicky Guerrero hits her with it on her way out. So the oh, fact yeah, that she- Vicky Guerrero <laughs> definitely, definitely got eliminated yeah. after they was just like she's like Michelle. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about not trying to break character. And then oh, oh my god! Oh my goodness! So I love how, like you said, she was able to incorporate it into her character, and she did set the tone for how it's carried. I don't think any she like was the perfect person to do it first because she set the tone for it. She made it entertaining. It, she made you care about it. So it was like, okay, we gave this to the women and then Carmela set the tone for it. And while I always say to this day, she is the best Miss Money in the Bank woman to hold it. She is, It was the best. I agree. I agree. I feel like those who held it after her, they, they're, they're good with what they did. But we haven't had it. It always is cast in either the night of or the night after. Like we have never gotten to see it, the character work. That can be done with it, which I always fucking hate. Um, but she ended up cashing in on Charlotte with the assist of the day. The debut of the Iconics is the the when Carmella cashes in on Charlotte. So Charlotte, I think, has a, a rematch with Becky, I think, or something, and she ends up retaining. And then the Iconics come out and beat up Charlotte, and that's when Carmella comes Carmella out. The ring. And yeah, so nobody really knows if this is really a cash in because she's been, like you mentioned, teasing it for so long. So we're like, is this really it? And even the ref is like taking like a painfully long time to get the hit. And she's like, no, 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 I'm cashing in. And she becomes SmackDown Women's Champion. Listen, Mike Kyoto was doing his job. Okay. You're right. He was making sure everything was all, you know, on point because it's like, you're not gonna sit here and play with me. I can go in the back. Like my match is done. Right. Like, is this for real or not? Like, don't have my time. <laughs> don't have my time. Yo, I just really had another brain blast. Damn. Ooh. So, this is not about. I'm just, just saying. Like, no, no, no. This is for us. Like, if we were to ever do a male spotlight, mm. the first one should definitely go to Mike Kyoto because Ooh. Twitter was in an uproar when he got fired, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, that was definitely a wild on Mike Kyoto. You're going to see if we can even get him on here because we need to talk to Mike. Mike was one of my favorite referees ever since I've been watching Raw and SmackDown. So that was my little brain blast. Justin, you can put that in the notes too. Yeah. Back to Carmella. (laughs) (laughs) See? No, he know. That's it. Like, Mike, what? Why not? Why Mike? Like, we know him. We remember him. He's well known. He's been a part of really iconic moments and matches. So it like it totally makes sense. Better than Earl Hebner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing that she did in 2018 prior to becoming SmackDown Women's Champion is she was like we mentioned in the first Women's Royal Rumble, and she was eliminated. She was a part of the WrestleMania 34 Battle Royal, so she took that and ran with it before she became champion. Oh, How did you feel about Carmella as champion? A lot of people think it was too early at this point. She was only on the main roster for maybe two years at this point. She was not a four horsewoman. She was not like Alexa Bliss. How did you feel about her as a champion at that? They time? felt like Carmella's um, championship run was too early. What about Paige? Paige came on her mm. debut and beat AJ Lee for the Divas Championship. 
Mm-hmm. So y'all can blow the grip on that. <laughs> um, but I feel, I mean, her championship, I mean, she was a heel. So mm-hmm. heel work as champions is some of the best work you can do. You understand? Right. Like, you're going to come, you're going to gloat, you're going to talk your shit, you're going to, you know, she defended her title when she needed to defend her title. Right. Um, She wasn't scared to face any woman on that roster. Um, but then, like I said, she played the heel card very, very well. So I liked her. I liked her. Her. Um, I liked her. Her championship run, the first one. Um, Me too. And, and she then, su- successfully like defended it. Like she retained yeah. it against Charlotte. She beat Oscar twice, and she was right. definitely going to remind you of that. Uh, even though it was a little fishy, a little interference from Ellsworth, but she still she still beat Oscar Swiss. Not a lot of people can say that. And she had she defended the championship. She wasn't afraid to. She was good. Yeah, I agree. Like, child, Carmel, you you do you boo. Do you boo boo. And she always like looked really good with the championship. She always like made sure when she was on TV, it was featured, it was memorable. And that's really all you could ask for when WWE gives you the ball like that. Like she they gave her the ball and she ran with it. And at some point, that's really all you can like hope for in those situations. And I think Carmella, even like I said before, even if it was a strong negative opinion, you always had a strong opinion when she was on TV. Period. Your her name was Right. And it was a cute little run. Like, you know, she wasn't champion for eight hundred thousand years. She did a lot of heel things with the championship. Um, one thing I do um, want to talk about that she did during her <laughs> during her time as champion was the celebration when they did that show in London. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? I remember bits and pieces of that in London. Yeah, I remember bits and pieces of that. Cause she, so what she did was when she was like really, really smart is she leaned into basically everybody saying that like she didn't deserve to be champion and she leaned into it. And that's why she always constantly brought up the fact that she beat Oscar twice and she beat Charlotte twice and she was the longest running Miss Money in the Bank and she cashed in successfully. But this was good because it, she just leaned into the heat. And I, and also, can we just talk about that jacket? I'm going to say the same thing. You know, <laughs> like. I just had to love me a good leather. Carmella, can I wear that, please? That red leather jacket with them white stars. She was color coordinated with the British flag. It was a royal celebration because she was the new SmackDown Women's Champion. So those sorts of things, that's like memorable stuff that she did that I think just goes to the fact of just how good Mella is. Mm -hmm. I love that. I really like that jacket. Hey, Rakarsha. Congratulations. Congratulations, y'all. Congratulate, Rakarsha. She graduated. Woo-hoo. We are so proud of you. So next time, you're going to have to make some stuff because we want to taste it. I yes. Like- oh, my God. Yes. So I didn't know that you graduated from culinary school. That is very, very exciting. And Kristen, we would love to be your guinea pigs. Like, you know, we, we try to be going to support your dreams. I'm just allergic to zucchini mush, and mushrooms. Okay, and I don't yeah. like grits. <laughs> yes, congratulations, Akarsha. What is your favorite Carmella moment 
uh, Rakarsha, let us know because we want to hear all about it. Before we move on, I want we glossed over her and on SmackDown in 2016. And one thing, like I think, is very polarizing is the SmackDown Six in 2016. Do you remember like Six? The SmackDown Six. Becky Naomi. Yeah, Becky Naomi, Charlotte, Nikki, Carmella, Alexa, and Natty. Yeah. So they were the women's division on SmackDown. And this was probably one of the, at the time, they were the strongest. They were all pulling on good matches. Each one had a storyline. Like, it was a time that was really exciting on that on that brand. And headed by, you know, the Nikki Bellas and the Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch ended up becoming the first SmackDown Women's Champion. But Carmella was a part of this group. And she brought what she brought. So I just wanted to just give a quick shout out to the SmackDown 6. In our early days of wrestling Twitter, those wrestling girls um, went viral because we posted something about that being the real SmackDown 6 as compared to like, I don't even know what year that was or whoever was a part of it, um, back maybe in like 05. And they were like, that is not the SmackDown 6, it's the men, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, let us have this moment. Let us celebrate six women that were on SmackDown killing it and had a strong women's division where it was noted where they got coined the SmackDown Six. Like, give women their fucking props, bro. You always st- chose violence on our Twitter in the beginning, y'all. I promise. Yeah. Always chose was- violence. And, you know, I was always there to catch the fade. So, <laughs> I love it. Um, So, let's take a quick. We break. love that. Rikarsha said she's going back to school in the fall for business. You That's, what we're black about. That's what we are talking you're about. You're going two degrees, mommy. Yes. Love it. And we did, Rikarsha, talk about your favorite moments. We talked about her winning Money in the Bank and becoming a SmackDown Women's Champion. It was one of our favorite times. And yes, SmackDown. Right. It was a solid time. Really around. It was a fun time. So um, let's take a quick break and we'll dive into some more of Carmela's career. Absolutely. But for Black History Month, we have spotlighted uh, a Black wrestler every week. And I chose Big Swole this week for a number of reasons. So she honestly feels like family to us at this point. Like we are so blessed to be able to see her all the time at Battle Club Pro. So she was the Icon Champion for a while there and she defended it all the time. And one thing I like about all of her matches that I have gotten to see was that she always takes a, a moment, whether she wins or not, and she always puts over her opponent. I'm so excited to actually spotlight this young lady. I've been a fan of her now. I'm dig- really digging into her this year. You can put that graphic right back up because you know I'm going to give it up for my sisters from the motherland. And this sister specializes in four languages. Not only that, she specializes in strong style, female style. I'm talking about Miss mm. Queen Amita. That's how you say it. Her career highlight right now, she's the GCW Women's Champion. She ranked number 100 on the PW on the women's PWI in 2021. This young lady, she's impressed me. She's gone. This week we're going to celebrate the one and only Miss Ariella Nick, former Victory Pro Wrestling Women's Champion, Capital Wrestling Women's Champion, Pro Wrestling Magic Women's Champion, Catalyst Wrestling Women's Champion. Um, you know, she's been somebody who's also done a lot of promos, done a lot of managing work, and you know, if she got to get in a, in a match, you know. 
do what you gotta do. You know, that's sometimes you have to do that to make sure the person that your man is winning. I love that. Me too. I love being able to spotlight black women in wrestling. That's what we do here in those wrestling girls, you know? Oh! What happened? about Carmella, but Medusa just read Trisha's life. Chill. What did she say? Oh, no. she Wait, let me make sure this is her. Yep. Okay. She wrote, Trish has set the women back and turned them into a sideshow after all the work I did to get the women respected and legitimized them as superstars that they are do you really think i literally threw that title in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning trish brought in the blueprint that wwe used for the de for decades that had to be undone by women who were inspired by men and the women that came before her trish made room for the bella twins and others but i built the foundation for the four horsewomen Wait. what so does she mean like longevity like since she threw it in the trash up until now yeah she said do you do you really think i threw that title in the plan with in the trash without a plan of longevity and meaning <laughs> now with my friend oh lord oh my god oh we love, we love you Alundra. and then the caption goes not done yet at tristratus.com and uh, i mean i oh, know beyonce man. just concert just happened and things is getting heated but baby <laughs> i love a good beyonce reference yeah. i'm over here practicing my fan flops because i manifest yeah. going to the, the concert oh we're we're gonna be at that concert Absolutely. like i'm i don't know how when why what where and whatever but I'm seeing Beyonce in concert this year. Like, it, well, it, wait a minute. Listen, no, Medusa Medusa did drop a little nugget with us. Please, definitely, definitely was like, nah. Let me tell you something real quick, Trish. Medusa I, I mean, you know what? I love her. So she definitely did. She definitely did, and she never dropped the title that she threw in the garbage. She never like dropped it to anyone. So she does continue to feel like she's the reigning champion so i mean legends have been coming back i wish she was a little bit more known to the current generation because i think her coming back would definitely add a little spice to it but i don't see them bringing her back in like a big way oh child after that you never oh, yeah. know what could happen in the world of wwe i mean trish got drafted as a full-time Superstar. Nobody see that coming. So and like, can, like, and where is Lita? Where is Lita? Ugh. Can we hit up Lita, please? To Lita, see if the came up. She had a cookie. She, she had needs to come back and do what she needs to do. Hopefully, in like an epic pop return, that would be amazing. Because but, you had a cookie, you already done healed. Now that cookie is already devoured and demolished. There's no crumbs left. Come back at this point. Let's go. We waiting time to come back okay let's come back to Carmel. i'm sorry but you <laughs> no it's okay like so <laughs> i'm glad i love this aspect of things because now we're in 2018 my favorite year ever in women's wrestling especially in wwe but we go let's talk about SummerSlam because this is when she finally loses the championship the smackdown women's championship and it's in brooklyn 
And it's in a triple threat match against Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch. And this was that was an iconic moment that set off the like it changed everything when Becky Lynch turned on. Yes, Charlotte. I'm like, wait, someone was that there? Yes, 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 and yes. yes. Okay. So a lot of so because of the epicness of Becky's turn, like people kind of like forget the details that led up into it. So Charlotte, I'm, I'm sorry. Carmella was the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she had a match against Becky, which everyone was waiting for because this also was the summer that I think the the crowd and the audience was kind of like ready for Becky Lynch kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Charlotte Flair found a way to make it a triple threat match. At no, 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 no. Charlotte was out on injury or whatever. This was around the time where she got her girls, her Tia and Tamara was a little bit enhanced. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlotte made her return because Carmella and I believe somebody else was beating up Becky. So Charlotte returned as Becky's best friend to help mm-hmm. her. Whatever the case would be like that. Vince, however, I think Vince did the same thing he did with WrestleMania 35 with SummerSlam. Mm. inserted Charlotte and Charlotte was just like wait a minute what like I'm only here to help my best friend I'm not here Mm. to be in the Mm -hmm. match Mm. but nobody's going to turn down the check a championship match at SummerSlam in Brooklyn nobody's going to sit here and turn this down nobody whatever so the match come out were you there with me I was not we yeah. have this conversation. All I was at around. SmackDown, the Raw and SmackDown after SummerSlam. I was there, and I was not at Raw 25 either. <laughs> I'm thinking of Raw 30. Yeah. Raw, all right, I can't think. Right now. Everything. We made so many shows. That's the thing. The panoramic got me fucked up. Anyway, um, so we get to SummerSlam, and I'm, I remember watching this match. I remember, like, of course, I'm always Team Becky. Clearly, um. And I remember the first, like, you knew, like, it, in the beginning, Becky and Charlotte was kind of staying away from each other because it's just, like, I don't want to fight my friend. I don't want to do something third. But then when Becky goes for the pin on Carmella and Charlotte interjects and takes her off of there, then apologizes. And, like, Becky's like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So the match continues to go on. Now tempers is flaring. Things is getting heated. And then... Becky goes for a pen again. Becky goes for the pen. I think Charlotte moves her off and I think ends up pinning pinning Carmella. Charlotte wins. All of Brooklyn was like, fuck that shit. They were not happy. We were not happy. I was in the building that day. Oh my gosh. Like, and in the midst of that, you know, Charlotte goes, apologizes, says she's sorry, hugs Becky her, with the shits. hugs her, shakes her hand or whatever, and Becky turns around and do the biggest heel turn of life. Of okay. life. And I think a lot of people, because it kicked off such a crazy momentum and chapter of WWE period like that was a match like I think Carmella gets lost in that moment yeah. which happens in a lot of different moments that Carmella's a part of because she's safe to put into things she's a good worker she's entertaining her character work is strong uh but this is a moment people forget but she loses the championship she was championship champion for 
131 days, I believe. So it was a cute little summer run. Like I, I think it was just the right amount of time. She did just the right amount of work with it, and she dropped it, and it entered the SmackDown Women's Championship ended in that feud with Charlotte and Becky, which is good. Um, that so the next, remember, honey, it really truly was. So this is when she uh, starts teaming with our truth. Love it. <laughs> I was like, you know, doing the research for the episode or whatever, because I was just like, how did our truth and Carmella like get together? Like, how did how did that even work? Because, again, that's not something where I would have been like, you know what? Let's team up Carmella and our truth. So what happened was after I think Carmella after the SummerSlam match, our truth being our truth was like, yo, all I got to do is pin Carmella. And I just got to get Carmella in the ring and then I get a championship. So, you know what? I'm going to just keep trying to have a match with Carmella. So then he kept like mistaking. I think he mistaked like Maurice for Carmella at one time. So it just was like really, really funny. And they ended up on screen together and it just fucking clicked. Like it, it clicked, especially because, you know, our truth comes out. He raps his own theme music yeah. and then Carmella is the princess of Staten Island and she dances and everything like that. And, I guess she gets down with the hip hop scene, whatever the fuck that may look like. And um, <laughs> I don't know what that looks like. And it literally just gelled so well together. Then Carmela started rapping too. And everyone's yeah. like, what's up? Yes. What's up? And I've been in the crowd Moment. numerous times during their entrance and they know how to get the crowd hype. Sure it do. was super fun. Sure was. Sure was. I've been, we've been together. So, um, and our true, and true, our true fashion is just like, you're going to make something, you're always going to make something light of the situation. Like he's always right. going to make something light of the situation. So for him to team up with Carmelo, who it brought a, a funnier, happier, less edgier side to her. It did. It did. It made her kind of a face because it with our truth, you know, kids started liking her again. Like people were like, yo, she's really funny. And then they started the dance break. Yep. And that's this just, was fun. Shane was even a part of that. Shane McMahon was even a part of that dance. Oh, break. yeah. They got everybody to dance with them. And like, I like those things, you know, and that crowd participation. And then also just like that, like, you know, like people talk shit about this kind of stuff. They're always just like, you know, like wrestling supposed to be serious and it's all about wrestling. But when it comes to live shows and especially WWE, like there is a place for this. It is. You know, it there's is. a place for that little, they would get the little kids in the stand dancing and they would put them on the screen and all that kind of stuff. She, They did it during like a Royal Rumble. So I thought it was super fun. I love that. And I love the fact that who R-Truth is on TV is who he is in, in person. I had a pleasure Aww. meeting R-Truth um, when he came to my job and he was in one of my Hot 97 Now videos. <laughs> Which is love lit. that. Oh my God. Wait, he was in Hot 97 a lot, right? Because he's a um, rapper. He was only there once. He was only there that one oh, time. Okay, okay. And I was like, oh, we." I'm like, I need to have R2 for my video then. Like, what? Like, I'm going to put a wrestler in my video and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. And I did. And he was like, yo, Chris the B, what's up? I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So shout out to R2 from then. I think he follows me on Instagram now. But shout out to R2. Um, and yeah, so we got to see the mo the fun that these two had, had yeah, the chemistry that they had on TV. And then the 24-7 saga of her trying to protect our truth and the disguises and all of it. And like I didn't um I didn't um 
like plan for it to happen you know like but when it did happen like it was really really good and it was they were i don't know they were funny and were she ended up um pinning him for the championship at one point and she was like and then he was like happy for her and then it so was like a back and forth see i hated the 24 7 champion though i hated the championship belt itself i couldn't yeah. spend it oh, i'm right. just like and i remember i tweeted i was like if y'all want to bring the hardcore title back just say that <laughs> At least and there that, was no violence so like uh yeah like what was the point like give me something like i hated it but our truth is like he is the the most he's a, the the um superstar with the most times he held that belt right if i'm mm-hmm. not mistaken mm-hmm. and then dana brooke is the female who held it the most so i'm just like at least they gave dana brooke something okay right <laughs> right and oof, we'll, 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 we'll go into that too um one thing she did do while she and then she also dyed her hair which was different because she was always like blonde but then she won the battle royal in 2019 at wrestlemania 35 the battle royal that they used to do mm-hmm. on the pre-show so she won that i missed that part me too like the men still get one on smackdown beforehand so why don't the women get one i don't i'm i missed that sense. part i think i was uh Looking for parking or driving there. Or oh, I thought you meant you missed, like, you missed that match. No, no, I missed that match. I mean, oh, like, gotcha. I was looking for parking or I was, like, in the midst of, like, oh, my gosh, I'm at my very first WrestleMania ever. Um, It was cold that night. Um, Like I said before, I was sitting near Jesus at one point, and I was like, hey, God, I love you, <laughs> but I don't, I'm, it's too hot. I couldn't do it. Um, And, of course, I was with Cha-Cha, because who else? Um, yeah, but but yeah. and then she went on to do the mix mac challenge, which I, oh, I'm very low key. Bring how much I enjoyed it. They did two yeah. seasons. She was seen with our truth, of course. So for the second season of mix mac challenge, whoever won the finals, uh, they got a number thirty spot in that ro- that next Royal Rumble. Yeah, because um. Yeah, they got the number 30 spot. And who doesn't want to be number 30 in Royal Rumble? <laughs> like, that is the best thing. So they ended up winning. And shout out to Alicia Fox and I believe Jinder Mahal, because I believe they also were in the finals and they had a, a finals match on a pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So the Mixed Match Challenge actually did more, um, you know, than, I, than when you think back on it, because then they just kind of like abandoned it. And it was just like, okay, that was super fun. But so then they ended up winning and they were the number 30 spot. And we all know how that 2019 Royal Rumble ended with Charlotte Flair winning. <laughs> I'm sorry, not Charlotte Flair, um, Becky Lynch winning. Becky Lynch winning. So it kind of didn't even really matter that Carmella had got the number 30 spot, but it also just went with the character that, you know, she won and she was able to be 30. And then our truth on his end, I think um, Nia Jax beat him up or something. Nia Jax beat the fuck out of him. <laughs> And then he didn't even get a chance to answer the question. Right. Nia Jax X came and bulldozed 50 something year old R Truth. Well, I don't know if he's really 50, but you know, whatever. And like the crap. She, period. She beat the fuck out of him. And I'm just like, damn, Nia. But then she did. She was the first and only female wrestler to take a 619 uh, RKO 
and uh, was it a zigzag? Phenomenal. Was it forearm? No, no. I don't remember. I know she took a I third. Think was, I think it was Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, and Rey Mysterio. So gotcha. a zigzag, uh, RKO, and a six one nine. They dumped yeah. ass over the top rope. Yo, it's something about seeing women take like the men's finish that's just so dope to me. Like I was just watching, thinking about when Becky Lynch took uh, Baron Corbin's finisher. Deep six. And how lit that was. I was like, yo, oh my God. Like, I don't know why this is so cool, but this is like. Yo, the fact that, and and we already knew like Becky and Seth were dating. Like they were together. Like, I don't know if they were married yet, but we knew like they were together. And the way that Seth Rollins had like a eye-opening situation when he was just like, did you really just. I think he low-key forgot he was in the match. Like, it was the TV. <laughs> I mean, he ended up losing. And, no, he won that one. No, he lost that one. I think he ended up losing think, anyway. Yeah. He lost. But, however, the fact that you put my your hands on my wife, on my girlfriend, my future baby mama, all that. <laughs> yeah. I need to go watch it because I was shocked. Like I could have shocked, shocked, especially because and it has that shock value because we they don't do intergender wrestling in WWE. So when you actually see a woman take a finisher, it is legit shocking. Like you're like, oh shit! Like this really happened. I, I legit could have shit myself. Same when that happened. I'm just like, ooh, Corbin's going to die. <laughs> <sighs> So back to uh, Carmella in 2019. So she ends up, they announced the women's tag team championships and her and Naomi are now a tag team and they enter the chamber to decide. I love this. The inaugural women's tag team champions. Um, I like their tag team together. I think it totally fit. It did. The fabulous glow. Absolutely. I think it was so good. Their color. They both know how to dance. Their entrance was fire. You know, the crowd loved them. I think it totally worked. They ended up not winning, of course. Everybody knows who ends up becoming the inaugural women's tag team champions. But but it was fun. And they end up trying to compare Carmella with a lot of different people. Because at this point, she's kind of a made superstar. She's a dependable superstar, reliable superstar. We know that she can work. So a lot of, you know, they put a lot of women with her to kind of make see if they got the rub. Recently it was like Chelsea Green. I think they tried to do Dana Brooke at one point as her tag team champion. She ends up winning the championship with Zelina later on. But um on each other, which is really stupid. Yes. And then she won uh the WrestleMania Battle Royal. Then the second money in the the yeah, the third money in the bank, she didn't end up winning. Um, but so she pretty much does a lot with our truth for like 2019. Her uh, money she, in the bank was with Oscar winning and becoming champion. Yes. He was pregnant. Right, right, right. So that was in um in 20. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in 2019, she really didn't do a lot. She was really uh with our truth, you know, having fun on the road. She was in the 2020 Royal Rumble, she obviously didn't win. Um, but she was in the title picture a little bit more. They tried a, a tag team champion, uh, tag team with her and Dana Brooke and her and a couple other people. So she's off TV for a while. Then they start bringing these vignettes. 
of this mystery woman who's like super glamorous, the champagne and all of this. So everyone's like, who is this person? It really was giving Emelina vibes. It was like, what is happening? And then it's revealed to be Carmela. Do you remember these vignettes? How did you feel about them? Did you Um, think it was Carmela at first? I did. Offer it. I know. I'm just like, who else are they going to... Because at the time, it was like, who else are they really going to bring back that is in good standing with WWE, you know? Right. So, yeah, I knew off rip it was Carmella. Um, I don't like the wig that they put on her. Mm, 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 it like, was just talking about that, too. I was... Yeah, it just did not satisfy her. It did not look aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. at all. And I'm just like, why would WWE allow this and why would she be like yeah okay I like it no you yeah. don't no. and you could tell they started doing like her makeup a little differently as well I don't know if they wanted her to kind of look a little bit more like this like glamorous bombshell type of look mm-hmm. but either way it, it just wasn't working for me it wasn't cute it wasn't cute at all it wasn't cute as what well, like we spent a lot of this episode praising her character work and like how Carmela, I think, can like kind of make anything work. I do, I just, it didn't click for me. It, I like the old Carmela also. So I'm one of those like, you know, uh, fickle wrestling fans. I, like, I want my Carmela how I like my Carmela. I'm sorry. Like, you know, sue me. I like, I like uh, Mela is money. I think it, she like leans into it perfectly. I didn't think she needed to necessarily reinvent herself. I was hoping that they use that vignette kind of for like someone else to build up someone else, someone else who didn't really need that. Cause my thing is like, we all know who Carmela is. We really need this huge, you know, makeover. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel in the comments about untouchable Carmela and the, um, the vignettes and, you know, was it well executed? I agree. See, I agree with what Andre says. Given her previous character work, it just seemed very limiting, bland, and generic. It truly yeah, did. I agree. It I agree. Did. I didn't like anything about it. I feel like it also it didn't feel unique. It gave me vibes of like other, um, like other female characters. Like this, like they could have put any blonde or whatever into this role. Like it didn't give me stereotype. Right. Right. This is about lazy. Super lazy. All right, put a blonde wig on her. She's going to go out. She's going to do all this classy shit. Drink champagne. Do whatever it is she do. Look cute and something skimpy. And that's that. Like, you, I feel like even if you look in her eyes, she doesn't even look like she's happy with this character. Mm. It's not her. It yeah. is not her. It's like, all right, now I'm here for a check. I'm just coasting. I'm not happy anymore. Mm. But if this is paying the bills, then... This is just what it's going to be. And we've all been there at our jobs. <laughs> right? If this is how y'all want to bring me back, then fuck it. Going in. I'm, back. Just, I'm, just, I'm just here for a check. Don't talk to me. Don't say nothing to me. Hey, bye. Let's work in this ring. So by the yeah. time my match is over, I can pack up my shit and go home. Another thing I didn't like about like her entrance was they did the whole um where you could see the outline of her body and all of the silhouette of the body, but she's faced the opposite direction. And then when the, they drop the curtain, she's faced in the opposite direction. So it doesn't even like align right to me. So I was just like, this just like doesn't work. And I love Mela is money. So I was just like, bring her back. Yeah. What is this? It was trash. 
no, it was it was definitely trash. I do think they could have done more with it. That's where they introduced her little um I forgot what they called him, but he would like fetch her champagne. Somalia. Now that I, I was like, oh, I would love one of those. Reggie was a Somalia. <laughs> Reggie, yes, yes, yes. That's what it was called. You know me, I know my wine. Well, I know my wine jobs. I don't know yeah. my wine. Ooh. See, but I didn't even know that. Oh, that's dope. Maybe we should do that. Take a trip, wine tasting, talk to us. That would be amazing. Justin, put it in the notes. Put it in. Put the it under the tab that says "much needed vacation time." Yes. So she stopped using Mela's money, and she was just the most beautiful woman in the world. And then she had her real life boyfriend Corey Graves on commentary, co-signing to that. Like, yes, she is the most beautiful woman in the world. She's untouchable. Then she started wearing that mask, which I personally, um, Dylan is not a the fan. He said, she said, what the fuck was this? Was her wearing a mask for, for fuck's sake? She's not right. I thought it was fun. <laughs> yeah. It was, for me, that mask was given Trish Stratus when she broke her nose. Just put mm-hmm. all the diamonds encrusted in it. That yo, that's what a lot of people said. I I didn't love it, but again, I feel like if there was anyone who could try to pull this off, it would be Carmela. I just thought the shot of her like putting on the mask and then like turning around and then she just like used to crack me. It just up. looked stupid, but I just oh, had another brain blast. Ciao. Ooh, I love brain blasts. We need like a uh some type of music like for real. <sighs> Like yeah, a bubble, like, like idea. Because you just, I just said, gave me Trish, and the way Trish is trolling Becky right now, everywhere, whatever. Carmella comes back, and if Trish is still here and still a heel, I can see a, a, a Trish and Carmella clash as well. You tried to be like me, and da 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 da. You know, I'm gonna stop telling my ideas because nah, because you know, the, and then you see it on they the check. I'm gonna have to go up to Connecticut to the new and the old building because y'all literally across the street from each other. I drove past it twice. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to go right back. No, seriously, yeah, that that's definitely a good idea. Yeah, but she, you know, she tried to make it work. It wasn't the same Carmela. I don't think people were really feeling it. She feuded with Sasha Banks for a little hot second. During that time, uh, while Sasha Banks was champion, so that was you know that was cute. It was a uh, twenty twenty was an interesting year, uh, for Carmella because she was a she came back, she had a new, she tried to reinvent herself, and I also just got to give it up to people you know like Carmella because you can easily lean into what's been working. Mm-hmm. At least she tried to reinvent herself. But bro- don't fix what ain't broke. That part. That part. There was nothing wrong with. Princess of Staten Island. Ella is um, Ella funny. Funny. The moonwalk. Like, How did y'all feel about the moonwalk? Let us know in the comments. Because my sister, as a dancer, hates. She always be like, she got a stuff. She likes Carmella more now, but she was like, yo, that fucking moonwalk. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I mean, I, I, it, I mean, it was a part of her. It was a part of her trolling too. Like, imagine somebody you didn't like just like moonwalking, talking shit. Like, <laughs> like well, if you, you don't like to, with um, yourself. It brings me back to uh, Eddie Murphy's Raw. I don't know if you've seen it or anybody's ever mm-hmm. seen it. But Eddie Murphy always cracked on Michael Jackson. And Delirious, he cracked on Michael Jackson so bad, like calling him a crybaby or whatever, basically. Oh, my God. Because Michael would perform and he'll cry after certain songs. So in Raw, it was like, I heard Michael Jackson was looking for you. He was like, so? 
Mike ain't, Mike ain't nothing but a buck five. I beat his ass. He's like, you never know. Like, Mike can be real reckless in the closed doors. And, you know, he did the voice or whatever. He goes, now I want to hear you talking shit to me, shit about me again. All right, see you later. And starts to moonwalk. Like, oh. and he goes, that's the most dumbest dance ever. He goes, I say it's dumb because I can't do it. He goes, but imagine you try to walk up to somebody and he goes, hey, baby, let's dance. All right, see you later. And starts to moonwalk. <laughs> Her moonwalk, I took it as she's like, I'm about to walk all over these bitches. I'm about to come in yeah. and be like, all right, I'm here. Beat your ass as a moonwalk on out of here. So I loved it. I loved it. Okay? okay. And it was a big part of who, you know, who she is. And I think when she came back most recently, she started doing it again. And I was like, yeah, like, okay. Oh, you know, oh, Mella is back. She also feuded with Bianca Belair during this time. They had that match at Rolling Loud. Yeah, that they, was um, it was, it, you know, they was trying. They was trying to blend worlds. I don't know if it necessarily hit, but mm. this is where they went wrong. You want to incorporate wrestling into Rolling Loud in that demographic. You invite those wrestling girls and jobber tears and black wrestling and black announce table and wrestling realm and you build the culture there so that when they do bring wrestling there, it's lit and we make it lit. And we make but it lit. Like you can't do these things without us. Like, I didn't ask for Thank you. Carmella, you know, she didn't really get that. And, and Bianca and Montez and them being who they are got the crowd hype because they're hype. But it, yeah, it kind of felt flat a little bit. A little bit, girl. We never really get they, it. I hope they revisit it and do like what I said, like make it a thing, like the right way. Well, there's no rolling out this year, so. Oh, that is true. There's so no yeah, next time y'all want to blend hip hop festival with wrestling, invite. Oh, I gotta connect for that. Right, you know, invite us. Know. Yes, invite us. So yeah, so that was pretty much Carmela's uh 2020 and 2021. She was drafted to Raw, and she was put in the Queen of the Ring tournament. Do you remember the Queen of the Ring tournament? I do, because Zaylena Vega won. Yeah, she was the queen, <laughs> Queen Zaylena. Shout out to Zaylena. And that was the British accent for me. Yo, that used to have. I was like, wait, does she have a weird accent now? Like, what's happening? <laughs> I'm Queens. Yeah. They, that's how they should have did it. Oh, mm. yeah. yeah. Missed opportunity, guys. Like, yeah, I gotta. That's why y'all gotta listen and watch those wrestling girls so y'all know how to do stuff. Because y'all know how need to, do to hire me. I am sick of this. Ah, oh, sick of it. I am sick of it. <sighs> But yeah, so um, they went from they. I think uh, Carmella lost to Zaylina, and then they became a tag team. Yeah, and then they became tag team champions. Uh-huh. How did you feel about this? So for me, I was like, oh, oh god, another random tag team wins the championships. I hope they at least defend them. They didn't that much, but I was a huge fan of Zaylina. She had just come back. I was happy she was a champion in WWE. I I thought she was good as the queen. I love Carmella. So, I mean, I kind of was like, all right, well, this is this is where we are. Yeah, I agree. I definitely um, love the fact that these two were paired together because their personalities and stuff, sometimes you don't think it will work, but it did. Just like me and you. Some, we didn't, if I'm pretty sure if we look back and somebody would be like, yeah, no, their personalities are not going to mesh well. And then they did anyway. Because it's like, who won check us? But nobody. Exactly. But, um, um yeah so i i am happy that um i'm sorry 
Uh, Black Thoughts just commented on our IG post and he was like, he'll be there. Hashtag biggest Bronx hater. I can't. You see? Why? 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 Well, he's why? Saying he's the biggest Bronx hater. He's calling himself. Well, why is he the biggest Bronx hater? Like, why are you even bringing that energy? I don't say anything about Brooklyn. Like, I be in Brooklyn now. I, I go to more events in Brooklyn than not. And he still brings the hate. At least he's honest. That's true. And he's family. Shout out to Black Thoughts. We love you. Yes, that is true. But I did, I like them um, as champions, Carmela and Zaylina. They ended up losing them at a WrestleMania that we were at in Dallas. They lost the championships to Sasha and Naomi. Yes, and I said that my sis was going to win in our yeah. interview. So please make sure you go listen to that because I definitely was like, you're going to win, manifesting this, and that's on period. And look what happened that night. On period. Who won? Who won? Okay. So, <laughs> so earlier we, I conflated Carmella, the most beautiful woman, with the face mask and stuff. So the face mask and everything actually comes after she's no longer a champion with Zay, uh, Zaylina Vega. I mean, um. Queen of the Ring and all that kind of stuff. So that's when that I happened. Mean, but it still was kind of under the. But it was still right. She was protecting. Right. In the words of, I was watching this clip on George Lopez and the grandmother slapped the um the the grandson and the mother was like, "But you messed up his identity." <laughs> so I was like, "She was protecting her her identity." <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the grandmother was just like. Oh, I didn't know. You got my identity all sad. I was crying. Yeah. I'm like, no, I need to go binge watch George Lopez now. Yo, no, that, no, that show is low-key funny. Like, when no. I was in school and I didn't have cable for a hot second, I got hooked on that. I got hooked on Reba. I don't know oh, if you I ever heard Reba. of Reba. Reba is mad funny. Yo, I was I like, yo, Reba. <laughs> Does anybody watch Reba in the George Lopez show? Let us no, know. No, who didn't watch Reba? I mean, I used to so watch George Lopez. So I started watching George Lopez because of the mother who played Selena's mother in the mm-hmm. movie. So I'm like, oh, look at, look at Selena Mama. Come on, we're going to go over here to George. I'm booked and busy. Let me right. watch her own show. Right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I had to say that because that show was funny. And the fact that Carmella was protecting her identity. Yes. Oh, with that, this that was actually hilarious. ass mask. Yeah. So she didn't really do a lot after her and Zelina lost the championships. She got injured at a live event, so she was out for a while. And then she came back in, in January of this year with her, her old gimmick. And we were all really excited. And this is when you see superstars turn from, like, heels that turn into faces because they've been around for a while we've seen them grow now we respect them and then they're gone for a while then we miss them and then because nobody was really feeling that old gimmick her coming back as money as mella was exactly what people wanted she was in the elimination chamber match it seemed like she was in and she actually had a good showing in that match with carmelo hates yes with the is mellow is money he uses no he uses not mellow is money. I think it was mellow. Don't miss. Mm. And she was using mellow. Don't miss. Mm. So mellow was just like, um, yeah. Can you get your that was an interesting little like you know back and forth? And I like that Carmelo was respectful of her. Like he took it seriously. Like you know with the like you know 
she was she is a star and he you know he gave her her props at the same time of still kind of feeding into it but also like gave her her props so i really and i also that. love like every time they were win a match like they'll go on twitter hashtag mellow don't miss mellow yep. don't miss and i'm like yeah oh, Mel's better do it. and i yo. really feel like that could have been an opportunity for Mella to go to NXT, show mm-hmm. her support. Mm-hmm. Um, not not be like a manager type situation, or whatever, but kind of kind of coach him, coach him and Trick Williams to be like, all right, this is what I kind which I need to do. Yeah, because the males don't miss. The, you know that would be cute all right i'm gonna stop talking because no, real, because that's gonna happen krista b and you're gonna be like yo what the fuck so you gotta take like, a road trip yes we'll put out the signal we're gonna take a road trip because i'm, I'm yes. not playing, no, not playing. No. but when she came back you know we learned that she has suffered from a few miscarriages Mm-hmm. Um and it was really devastating to her. She was going through a lot, huh, Corey Graves? And then you know they masked it very well. They was very professional about they it. Did. They didn't, you know. And at the same time, it was later revealed. Well, just recently, it was announced that you know she's pregnant. She is pregnant. How did you? How did you feel about? I'm sorry to interrupt you, but how did you feel about them on screen together? Like he would thirst over her on commentary. Sometimes they would like kiss on on the announcement. Nauseating because I hate Corey Graves as a commentator. Like (laughs) I hate his character. Yeah. Like, and I've said this plenty times before. Like that person who takes that seat is like they're the ass kisser or the heel. Like yeah. definitely the ass kisser and or the heel. So it's just like, oh my god. Then they they would kiss, and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I love I see, I loved it only because um I just like love that kind of shit. One and then two, we already hate Carmelo uh Carmelo Graves. We already hate Corey Graves. We already you like Carmelo Graves. Like <laughs> we already told right, um, Carmella. So it was like, okay, give us more reasons to hate them. We already know they're together, so why not like have fun? And I think about it on a personal level, like how much fun it was for them personally. Yeah, the actual they did their job, together. but they, they right. people hate them. So yeah, like right. I'm happy for them though because you know Corey already has three kids from his previous marriage. Mm-hmm. So to hear that Carmella's pregnant, and then to go on like Instagram and Twitter to see that she was pregnant during. January and February and March when she was like fighting Mm -hmm. wrestling and probably did not know because of the miscarriages that she suffered or because of you know some women don't feel symptoms Um, some women don't really know like they everything is normal they still get their menstrual and everything so everything could probably could have been normal for this one and then she felt pregnant because maybe you know, everything she had been through. And then, like, we mentioned at the top of the show, like, the scandal it kind of was when they got together. Because, you know, nobody but them know the timeline of their relationship. And they've mm-hmm. been vocal about that. And now, you know, she gets along very well with his with her, her stepkids, essentially, after they got married. And she has a good relationship with their mother now. And things have really evolved. And, you know, on his podcast and when he's out of character, the way he talks about Carmella and just their best friendship and how they're truly soulmates is beautiful. And I just love seeing them together. I'm so happy that they're growing their family. Uh, so just, you know, basically this is where we are with Carmella. 
at the end of this spotlight episode 2023 she's taking time off obviously she's gonna become a mom uh she was on total divas she -hmm. does have a podcast with Corey called bear with us that they started during the pandemic where they talk about you know relationships and how it's been living together during the pandemic they had a YouTube exclusive reality show called Corey and Carmela as they prepare for their wedding. So they've done, she's done a lot with WWE outside of the ring. Her and Corey have done a lot outside of the ring. And I'm really happy for them. There was a storyline in Total Divas where she was kind of still hiding the fact that her and Corey were dating. And she like would skip out on like ladies' night out and like happy hour. And they went mm-hmm. on vacation. And Carmella was finally was like, okay, I'm in love with Corey. I wanna I the time off we get, I wanna be with my man. And they were like, Oh, we're actually happy for you. So that was a good way to kind of see inside their relationship. They were a- able to change the narrative of their and they're super happy. So we're really I'm really glad that we took this time now to look back on Carmela's career because when I wanted to do one, she has done so much more since then. And now to see that she's entering a new phase of her life, um, she's hopefully going to come back stronger the way like Becky Lynch did. And they're now mothers and wrestling are a whole new like thing now. So I'm really happy for everything that she has going on. Brain blast wrestling another episode topic mothers in wrestling we have mother's Ooh. day actually tomorrow yep um we want to send love to those who don't have their mothers or their mother figures in their lives in the physical mm-hmm. sense um just share light love make sure everybody's okay i what i normally do i usually send my mother's day text out in the morning to all the mothers and that i know because it's a hard holiday for me but tomorrow, I think I'm actually getting up out of bed and going to church. So we're going to see. Oh, I love I think, that for you. I, I think I'm going to make some progress. because I, I love I'm, that for you. I I'm think you And I'm a good mother. So I'm going I'm, to I'm see. I'm going to see. Yeah. I think you should do that. And I love, like, just the growth in that for you, Krista B. Like, I love that. And I hope you do make it to church. We're going to be uh, streaming our Dana Brooke spotlight for TWG Classic tomorrow. Because she got an opportunity recently and then we're gonna stream this episode that i forgot i I forgot we recorded this um because i wanted to to stream a classic episode about a mother so i was like oh becky lynch we'll do her series but then i looked and we did an episode on her in 2020 about her royal women's championship run from wrestlemania 35 up until her dropping it to oscar for money in the bank we did an episode on that like a bonus episode we did we did. I totally forgot in 2020. So we're going to be streaming that on Twitch tomorrow during TWG Classic. So at 12, you can watch the Dana Brooks spotlight. And then you can catch that random ass Becky Lynch episode that we recorded. Because she is a mom in wrestling that is changing the motherfucking game. Period. And her feud with Trish Stratus, who is also a phenomenal mother as well. Trish even spoke on on Becky Lynch's daughter. So shit is getting real. So I thought it would would be a good opportunity to sort of look back on that moment. And the fact that she did drop the championship to become a mom is dope. Um, Carmella will be celebrating tomorrow, hopefully. I'm really excited for her. And I really enjoyed this new live episode format. I did did too. I don't know if all of them is going to be live. But this one was absolutely, absolutely fun. We want to thank you all for joining in and tuning into our live episode. Let us know who y'all feel like we should do another. What should we do next? Like I feel like we went through, but then I feel like we have. I feel like we got to do one 
I have to do a throwback classic. Ooh. We have to do a throwback because we we don't we don't focus enough on the legends. Like right. what legends should we cover next? The ones of the eighties and the nineties. I have a few. I really want to get into Napano. I really want to get into Wendy Richter. I really I and this may be a little bit controversial, but I really want to get into because I feel like. She's only spoken about because of the tragedy, mm. but I really want to get into Nancy Benoit. Like I, I would know, love that. I want to know who she was. I want everybody to know who she was before she. I would love that. Like awesome we don't know, would be good too. Awesome Kong would be good, but we don't even have to get into the whole other side of that. She was woman right. before she was anything. Like right, that. and she did a lot of cool shit yeah. behind the scenes. She, yeah, yeah, she's definitely an unsung hero and I would love to cover her next. So let us know if if that should be like the next episode. I love doing these live. I love the evolution of the podcast. Um, so let us know what you guys think, who, which legends we should do. I'm leaning towards woman because I, I love that, Krista B. Like, I hate that her legacy is tied up with, with you know unfortunately you know the tragedy of her life and how it ended but she did a lot in wrestling and she was a part of a lot of characters that ended up kind of being inspirations for a lot of other character work so yeah i would love to do that i want to thank everyone who joined us for this first live episode the the usual suspects for karsha justin Dellen, andre mike uh, wrestling realm we love y'all Hmm. I said not the usual suspects. <laughs> I know, right? I could have said that better, but we, we love you. Yeah. We love a name for like, we you know, do. you got the Beehive, you got Rihanna Navy, you got, mm. I, don't, I don't know who the, uh, you got Barty Gang, I don't know what they call Megan Thee Stallion's people, but we're going to find one for hotties. us. Hotties. You got the hotties, right? So you're going to find, we got to find one for us. Um, yes. Yes. But thank you all for tuning in. We love you all. You already know where you should be following us at. So I'm not going to sit here and repeat it because y'all should already be following. Y'all should already know. So until next time, on that note, it's your girl, Krista B. Clean PR. We're out of here. Bye. Bye. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's your girl, Krista B, one half of Those Wrestling Girls. And I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another dope episode of Those Wrestling Girls. Please make sure that you tune in and you follow us on everywhere we are. We are on Twitch. We are on Patreon, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. Please make sure you follow and subscribe. And as always, we love and appreciate you. And we can't wait to see you for the next episode. On that note, it's your girl, Krista B, and I'm out of here. Bye. Queen PR, Krista B, those wrestling girls, TWG, Black Excellence, making it up a list, podcast bringing up women and wrestling, let's go.